Got some great news, Warriors fans. This is a positive show for the most part. Stephen Curry's about to break a historic three-point record. All my questions and doubts about James Wiseman might be quelled, at least for now. So stick back, be positive. We got a great show ahead of us. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yeah, welcome Dub Nation. I'm Cyrus Sotsis. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Uh, there's a lot to cover when it comes to the Warriors. Um, and first of all, uh, Dieter Kurtenbach, my partner in crime on this operation. So him and I are going to be doing solo shows a few times each week and then one or two times a week we'll do shows together. Um, and then once I get the hang of this thing, uh, this is a not what I'm accustomed to when it comes to podcasts. And there's obviously like this video element now. Uh, that I'm very unfamiliar with. Um, at the end of this show, uh, for, for those of you that actually care, I'll give you my background a little bit. But in a nutshell, I've been in the media game for over 20 years now, well over 20 years. And I've never really thrived or, or really wanted the uh, the recognition. I've always preferred anonymity. Um, as Chris Rock always famously, famously said, uh, fame is only worthwhile if there's money with it. And otherwise, I could care less if you recognize me or know what I look like. I've always loved radio. Uh, I've loved writing, podcasts. Um, I've never really been a, a fan of being in front of the camera. It's just not something I ever sought out. Uh, many years ago, I'm a big surfer. And, and uh, for some years, I was the webcast commentator for the Mavericks uh, uh, Surf Contest. Uh, for those of you in the Bay Area, you should be familiar with uh, our massive big wave off the coast of Half Moon Bay. Um, or more specifically, Princeton by the Sea. Um, so some years ago, I was the, uh, the webcast commentator for that. But otherwise, being in front of a camera is very new. Um, and and so please bear with me while I get used to this, while I develop the routine. Um, I know our first show, we had some audio difficulties with these clicks. The video, fortunately, did not. Um, and I'm hoping now that my mic this time is actually connected. It wasn't last time. I was using my, my laptop uh, microphone feed. So hopefully you'll hear me better and the quality will be better, I hope. There's no way for me to know until I go to the editing process. Um, but in the meantime, um, you look, it, as a media member, when the team you're covering is this good, it's not easy to cover them. Like the moment the Warriors lose, I find 30 different topics to talk about, to critique on what they can improve, on maybe regretful decisions that led them to where they are now. When they're winning like this, you know, the last game they played, I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, December 8th. It's 1 p.m. right now. Um, so the last game they played was Monday against the Magic. And and I first of all, the Warriors needed that blowout. I feel like that was a, a nice, comfy blanket uh, to warm you up after one of the most brutal weeks uh, in recent Warriors history in terms of a regular season schedule. I mean, you, I mean, look, when you look at the general NBA landscape, to me, the Warriors have no real threats. I To me, the Warriors are easily the favorites to win the world championship. In my opinion, destiny is in their hands in terms of potential and talent. You have one of, if not the best coaching staffs in the NBA. 
you have the best player in the NBA in Stephen Curry. And what they have going for them in a team sport, which a lot of people sometimes forget, is chemistry. These guys love each other. They love working together. They're in sync with each other in terms of passing, in terms of defensive rotations, in terms of coming together for rebounding, because this is a small team, but they're still generally uh, uh, succeeding on the rebounding level. So they are the clear-cut favorites, in my opinion. And that's before you bring back Clay Thompson. And it's, it seems like it's just weeks away before that, that occurs. Uh, James Wiseman, who could someday be a, an awesome center, I was about to swear there, and uh, I'm trying to work on not swearing on my podcast. I worked in a, I worked at KNVR Radio for most, pretty much the, all of the 2000s. Um, so I became accustomed with uh, not letting profanity spew out of my mouth. And then when I do the podcast, so I have another podcast to host with uh, NBA Hall of Famer Rick Barry. It's called the Rick Barry Show, uh, and it's just an absolute thrill to host a show with him. I was his executive producer at KNVR when he was hosting a show there for five years. Um, and so with that podcast, I mean, I sometimes just let the profanities fly, but uh, this is much more of a family-friendly program and network, so I'll try to refrain from that. Um, but anyways, the Warriors, uh, I mean, they're amazing. They are the, easily the best team. And 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 I mentioned Clay a moment ago, coming back soon. Uh, James Wiseman, I'm optimistic, is going to be coming back soon. Um, and uh, but, but what's really at the, the forefront of NBA and Warriors news right now, specifically Warriors news, is Stephen Curry on the verge of breaking the all-time three-point record. That's, that's held by Ray Allen. He's 16 away. Um, first of all, here's my, my prediction, and that's all this is. Uh, take it for what it's worth. I don't think he's going to break that record tonight. The all-time record, I believe, is 14 in a game. Uh, that I think Clay holds, and um, or maybe it's tied. I, I can't. Uh, sh I should have looked at it before the show. I apologize for that. But I know at least Clay either holds it or is tied with someone for that record with 14. So, and that's the record. So, if, so if Steph's gonna reach 16, he has to not only break that record, but then add one more to it. Now, is if anyone is capable of setting that record, it's obviously going to be Stephen Curry, right? The greatest shooter in the history of this game. Um, but I, I'm, my hopes are just not that high on him accomp accomplishing that, um, in, in a single game, but who knows if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Stephen Curry. But, uh, I want to add a kind of a somber tone to this. Uh, please don't take me as being a hater when I say this. Um, but I, I know dub nation is, is thrilled. And this three point record is, is all everything's talking about or all everyone is talking about. Um, but I just, for me of all the records, all the individual records in the NBA, this one doesn't carry as much weight, uh, as a lot of the other ones do. And I'll explain to you why, um, the, the three point, the three pointer, first of all, is something that has not really been an integral part of the game until fairly recently, really. And, and if anything, when you talk about Stephen Curry changing this game, first and foremost, it starts with him making pretty much every team realize, holy S-bomb, why have we not been heaving up threes and finding shooters and practicing this three-point shot as a more prominent part of our game, given the fact that it's worth one point more than a traditional field goal? This is not an approach that most teams really took. Um, and the reason why teams did not take this approach for most of NBA history is because it was a low percentage shot. And, and I guess just a lot of players just didn't really recognize that, hey, this is something we could actually excel in and actually dominate games in 
Because if they did realize it, this would be happening a lot sooner. I took a, and, and here's what I mean by this. I decided to take a look at the all-time record for three-pointers made, right? And, and I looked at the top 50 list. And this is who's on that list, all right? So bear with me on that. So of the, of the 50 all-time greatest three-point shooters in terms of three-pointers made, number six on the list is Vince Carter. Amazing player. You know, he was the epitome of longevity, uh, you know, athletic freak. But I never thought of him as a three-point shooter, yet he's sixth on the list. At 16 on the list, J.R. Smith, very smooth stroke. He had a great three-point shot. But would you think of J.R. Smith in the history of the game dating back to 1978-79, which is when the three-pointer was integrated in the NBA game? J.R. Smith, he's 16th. Kobe Bryant, 18th. And I bring up Kobe not because he's necessarily a scrub on this list, but because I feel like if Kobe had realized just how much more he could score by working on his three-point game more, he would probably shoot be shooting a lot more. Like his three-point attempts would be vastly higher. And he would be probably in the top five. Kobe Bryant, now look, his shooting percentages were a source of criticism throughout a lot of his career because um, he did force a lot of shots. Um, but he still was insanely prolific as a shooter. And if he actually cared about the three-pointer, I don't think he would be as low as 18. Clay Thompson's at 21. He's going to finish much higher. I, I predict by the end of his career, he's going to be in the top five. You know who's right behind Clay Thompson in the top 50 list? Richard Lewis at 22. Wesley Matthews, who I think just got recently signed by the Milwaukee Bucks at 24. Wesley Matthews. I'm not hating on him, but he's among the 25 Greatest three-point shooters ever in terms of three-pointers made? Eee. At 33, Trevor Ariza? I, I, you know, at 35 is Tim Hardaway. I bring him up because... Um, I only bring him up because he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And that is a bit of a travesty. I interviewed him about a year ago with Rick Barry, and we talked about that. I think he's going to get in at some point. But he's 35 on the list. My partner in crime on my other podcast, Rick Barry, is not on this list because the NBA never had a three-point shot for most of his career, but his son is on the list, Brent Barry, at 45. I love Brent Barry, who, by the way, is vastly underrated in terms of his athleticism. That dude was a freak of nature. I think he won a slam dunk contest, right? But Brent Barry was not a better three-point shooter than his dad, Rick, and he's 45th on this list, and Rick is nowhere to be found. At 47, Antoine Walker. For you older folks out there who remember Antoine, every time that guy shot up a three, that entire fan base at the Garden would just cringe. They did not want to see him shooting up threes, but he ended up being 47th. The only player from the older days who made this list is Dan Marley of the Phoenix Suns when he's a teammate with Charles Barkley in that, that finals run they had. He's 49th. And then a current player, Daniil Gallinari, no disrespect to you, Danilo, but you're 50th, and you should not be on this list. If players from the decades of the 90s and even the, the 2000s um, actually cared about this stuff, I guarantee we'd have a lot of different names on this list. And I'm going to cover this more in just a moment. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you about some folks that are paying the bills here. Uh, let's start with... 
calm. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. Mental fitness, calm. The number one app for sleep and meditation has teamed up with LeBron James with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And, and I firmly believe that on, on a personal note, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like LeBron James. So if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA, again, calm, C A L M.com slash locked on NBA. For a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. So again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. We all need sleep, folks. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. This show is also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar. Dieter Kurdenbach on our show two days ago raved about them. I can't wait to try them myself. They're filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there's so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have a raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, my personal favorite, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Build Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Build Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it and things can get out of hand. And if you're friends with Santa, well, tell Santa to throw in a few Built Bars in those stockings. And you want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. That sounds amazing. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. It tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-15. Get 15% off your order. So this is where Alright, well, my website's glitching. And that's okay. So I just won't have any music to come back. We'll, we'll resume the session here. So I just wanted to finish up talking about that three-point line. Right. You are Locked On Warriors. Michael Jordan daily would Golden easily State be on Warriors this list. Podcast. Part if of you actually care. If you actually try Your it. Team every day. Guarantee it. Uh, other names that I found on the, uh, that weren't on the list who should be. Larry Bird. 
one of the all-time proficient shooters in the game. Remember Mark Price, one of the all-time free-throw shooters? He also was a phenomenal three-point shooter. Jeff Hornacek, I'm guessing, would be there. Chris Mullen, Dub Nation. Chris Mullen was one of the greatest shooters ever, but he wasn't out there with, with a massive amount of three-point attempts like we see in today's game. Even my, my, my friend Rick Barry, one of the, in my opinion, the second greatest Golden State Warrior ever. He didn't even have the three-point shot as an option when he played. So my point is, and again, I, I don't mean to hate on Steph. This is a huge accomplishment. And I think you see it in him himself, how he doesn't try to blow this up too much. Uh, Reggie Miller is another example of a, of a phenomenal shooter who's on the list. There's a lot of names I'm sure I forgot. The point is, this just isn't a record that makes me by the start of training camp and possibly be ready by the, the start of the season. Uh, I think he he did. I, I remember somewhere him saying he apologized because he misled uh, the general public. But I was still clamoring for transparency. Because at a minimum, if you're the Warriors organization, at least tell us what's going on. You know, like we weren't getting reports. We weren't getting anything. And then um, Kylan Mills, who's a sports reporter with Cron News here in the Bay Area. And Cron, by the way, is always on a, on a totally side note, random tangent. Fascinating to me that they're still around because for, for you old school Bay Area residents, Cron used to be the NBC affiliate. And then I can't remember why they lost that. And being an affiliate of a network's a big deal because you get all their shows, you get their promotions, you get their resources. And they went to Channel 3 and the rest is history. But Cron has stuck around all these years and they've still remained a prominent news source for the Bay Area. Anyway, so Kylan uh, was at Warriors practice and she posted a series of, of videos that I retweeted on my Twitter profile. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow, um, showing a series of James Wiseman workouts. And I'm watching these right now. He's not wearing a knee brace he looks perfectly healthy and in a matter of one to two days i suddenly am relieved and i am incredibly reassured that james wiseman is going to be okay and that i i think he's going to play um and, and and we could talk about potential trade uh opportunities for the warriors if they do decide to trade him but uh, he looks good i mean these videos made me feel a lot better and we'll talk about that and so much more in just a second, but first, I want to talk to you about one of our official sponsors, betonline.ag. And I don't have that script open. Let me get that right now. Here it is. And by the way, I, I, I and I do say this in all honesty, I use betonline.ag. I've been using them for years now. Um and uh, if I ever feel great about a bet, I promise you, I will tell you, because every once in a while, I just get that feeling and it almost always and I almost 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 always nail it. Um, and I will share that love with you when I do have my instincts, just really my spider senses tingling. Uh, but if it makes you feel better in terms of my sports knowledge, I rarely if ever um, lose significant money betting. Um, and because I love to just play, it's just the action is what's fun, right? I mean, it makes any individual game more interesting. Um, so I usually on average break even, I haven't had to deposit money in my account in over two years, if that gives any indication, but I'm also not winning a ton of money either. With that said, bet online has your, you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website that's betonline.ag to sign up today 
and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. Uh, so just yeah, so just to wrap things up on James Wiseman. Um, you know, they're they're realistically we're not going to see him until 2022. I think the Warriors release reports saying that. But seeing these videos, and again, if you go to my Twitter account, um, I'm at Docsurf Roadshow. If you're watching this on YouTube, it should be on the bar right below. Uh, he looks good, and it made me feel a lot better. Now, uh, there was a sham bomb dropped recently that uh, revealed that the Indiana Pacers, who are notorious for holding on to players much longer than they should um, and, and thus decreasing the trade value of these players. That the, the reports are that the Pacers are prepared to trade their two big men, uh, Sabonis and Miles Turner. Now, and then this is, and there's been a lot of speculation about the Warriors wanting to be involved. Look, if the Warriors are, are tied for the best record in the NBA, chemistry is the number one variable, in my humble opinion, for why they're so successful this year. And you don't want to mess with that, obviously. At the same time, this team is visibly missing a center. They don't have a natural center on the roster outside of James Wiseman. And Wiseman is so inexperienced, you really cannot count on him for like serious, important minutes, especially in a postseason. But you could maybe count on him for five to 10 minutes a game. You could maybe count on him to get a rebound from a free throw so that the opposition doesn't get a four-point play and beat you on your home court. I'm referring to that Spurs game last Saturday. Uh, so if Wiseman, if the team is confident he's going to come back, I have no issue if that's who they're going to roll with because he is a long-term fixture as well. But I also do respect those Warriors fans out there that are fully aware that this is a win-now situation for the Warriors. They are legitimate championship contenders. And one thing I guess, you know, Dieter Kurdenbach and I have a, have a slight disagreement on is that, in my opinion, if you're in a position to win a championship, you do whatever it takes to hold that trophy and wear that ring opening night next season. Like, whatever it takes. To me, championships are what define greatness in team sports. It's the, it's the pendulum for everything you're setting your sights for. And it's so hard to do, which is what makes this Warriors dynasty, three titles in five years, all the more impressive. Now, I'm not trading Jonathan Kaminga. There is no chance in hell that I am letting Kaminga go. He is a freak of nature. Uh, Steve Kerr brought up the analogy of him and Kawhi Leonard. I see it. And if that's the case, you're not trading that. Moses Moody, I think, could end up being a great piece for this team. He could very well be like the Clay Thompson successor of sorts. I mean, he's only 19 years old, right? And if he develops a shot similar or close to Clay, 
there's value there. But at the same time, again, you're going for a championship now. And if the Pacers come at the Warriors and they're throwing out either Sabonis or Turner, and there's a big difference between those two. I highly value Sabonis. Two-time All-Star, legit big man, has tremendous NBA sparts. I think a lot of that comes from the fact his father played in the NBA back, for those of you that remember, when he played for the Trailblazers mostly. Uh, Sabonis is very appealing. And if the Warriors do their research and they think he could fit into the culture, which is so important, I say you go for that. Now, the trade that I would do for Sabonis would be, obviously, you have to give up Wiseman, right? Because the Pacers are looking toward a rebuild. Wiseman's young. You probably have to throw Moody as another young future piece. And to make the salaries work, you'd have to include Kevon Looney. Um, I, I love Looney. I don't think he's worthy of being a starter, but off the bench, he, he brings tremendous value as your backup center or backup power forward. But for Sabonis, I say do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not like clamoring for it. I'm not fighting for it because if the Warriors keep this roster the way it is, I'm happy with that. But if they make a trade for Sabonis and those three players are involved, I'm strongly considering it. Now, Miles Turner, I'm not as excited about just because I don't know how he would fit in the locker room. Um, I've heard mixed things about him in terms of needing the ball, uh, in terms of him um, just not being as good of a locker room fit. So if the Pacers come to the Warriors and say, give me those same three players for Turner, I'm saying no. If they come and say, give me those three players for Turner and our first round pick in next year's draft, which is almost definitely going to be a lottery pick. Now I might consider it because Miles Turner, A, is a fantastic defender and is going to make every team think twice about trying to attack the rim. And he's a solid rebounder. He's a huge individual. And he also is surprisingly decent at the three-point shot. So he still gives you spacing offensively. Um yeah, if they if they throw a first round pick in there, which is almost definitely going to be a lottery pick for next year, then I'm seriously considering that trade. But otherwise, if Kaminga is who they want, no deal, no deal at all. Um, and and those trade proposals are what I would personally consider uh, in that trade. Um, I want to throw a, a few other things before we wrap the show up today. Uh, speaking of Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, Kaminga and Moses Moody were again sent down to Santa Cruz so they can get some more playing time. And this has been a little gripe of mine. And, and again, nearly every complaint I have about this Warriors team is a nitpick. I mean, they're 20 and four. They just had one of the hardest weeks uh, in recent history by playing the only worthy adversary of theirs in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns, twice, both times without Andre Iguodala, by the way. Who I, I, I and I guess I should mention this on the, on this podcast. I think I talked about it on, on another podcast. Andre Iguodala is to me one of, if not the most underrated pieces of the Warriors dynasty. He he's just I mean, look, I know he won the Finals MVP, and it might be kind of hard to call him underrated, but he's not talked about enough. And Houston Rockets fans love bringing up the 2018 Conference Finals, saying, "Hey, you know, if Chris Paul didn't, you know, tear his hammy." Rockets would have beaten that team and gotten a championship. Um, hello, 
Andre Iguodala got injured in game three, I believe. A game where the Warriors won, I think, by like 41 points. If Andre Iguodala doesn't get hurt in that series, that ends in five games. All right, so Rockets fans, just shut up about that. You are just, you sound like idiots every time you start talking about that. Because Andre Iguodala is a part of that death lineup. And uh, so he's injured tonight, but they didn't have him either for those Suns games. And even though he's 38 years old now, and even though he's at the tail end of his career, when he plays, like he still brings it. There is something very significant about a calming presence on a professional sports team. And that's what he brings. You know, I've, I've heard uh, phrases like father figure. I've heard phrases like calming presence. I've heard phrases like locker room leader. When we hear about Andre Iguodala, his value is tremendous. I know the, the, the former host of this program, Wes Goldberg, uh, liked to diminish his value a little bit, largely because when um, Iggy was, uh, was on the heat, he just wasn't producing the way he has with the Warriors. But sometimes players have to be in the right fit. And this Warriors team is the right fit for Andre Iguodala. And he's been out for, I think, eight games now, maybe nine. Uh, the latest report, I thought he was going to come back for this uh, for, for this Trailblazers game tonight. Now I'm reading reports that he's out. But look, this Warriors team is very smart. They play the long game beautifully. And they know that Andre Iguodala's value is going to be in the postseason. It is not now. Um, so the fact of the Warriors, yes, they finished one and two last last week. Uh, the Spurs game was just a bummer. Uh, uh, but again, it was the the, the day after this, a second Suns game. And that's what the Warriors schedule was. Two straight games against one of the only teams in the NBA that you could put in the same conversation with the Warriors, the Phoenix Suns. Um, I don't think the Suns ultimately are a better team. I don't think they're even close, in all honesty. I think, I think if these two teams play in the Western Conference Finals, it's going five or six and the Warriors are going to the NBA Finals. The only real threat I see to the Warriors in the NBA landscape, and I guess I'll wrap up the show with this, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Because when the Bucks are fully healthy, uh, I, I think they might be difficult. I think the Warriors will beat them. But you got to give Giannis credit. He's a phenomenal player, and you got to give that team credit. They want a chip. It's one of the hardest things to do in the world is win a championship in any professional sport. And the Bucks did it. So they have that experience. They have the talent. They have the chemistry. Um, I want to give Wes Goldberg's team, the Miami Heat, some credit. I think I do really believe that the second best team in the Eastern Conference, uh, the record might not show that. But when they're fully healthy, I predict a Heat-Bucks Eastern Conference final. And whoever comes out of that will be a worthy adversary for the Warriors. I think that. I know I'm looking way ahead. But um, these are just my feelings on it. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. This show's Twitter account is active. Uh, you can follow it on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Um, it's not locked on Warriors because it's longer than the maximum character limit. Uh, and again, I, I'm, I cannot be ecstatic enough to uh, be hosting this. I'm incredibly excited to, to be on a platform that has not only a large audience, but an audience of Warriors fans. I'm with you, Dub Nation. I guess this is the part I'll wrap up with talking about myself. I'm a born and raised Bay Arian. Bay Arian. Bay Arian. I don't actually know, know how to pronounce that correctly. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a local, if you are a native of the Bay Area, but I was born in Nevada, California. I had a crazy childhood where uh, I, I moved to Fremont at five years of age. Uh, went to Grimmer Elementary School. Went to Parkmont Elementary School. I skipped grade when I was young because my parents just wanted to torture me, I guess. Um, so I went to a private school for a year because of that uh, in Hayward. 
Uh, I went to Parkmont in Fremont. Uh, went to, and then I, my family moved to Newark. So I went to um, Bunker Elementary School there. Went to Newark Junior High. Then my parents split. My mom moved to San Ramon, which is where I'm actually recording this today. I uh, went to California high school for two years and being a child of divorce, for those of you that understand, I moved in with my dad after my sophomore year and he lived in Pleasanton. So I actually graduated from Amateur Valley High School. Uh, and throughout all that time, I played basketball. I, I played CYO, played for the schools. Um, I didn't reach the top levels just because I'm 5'10 and, and uh, the basketball programs here in the Tri-Valley were actually really good. Uh, but I did play a little bit. Uh, I played all the way through my 30s uh, organizationally for various rec teams and and um and I've just always loved this sport. Uh, you know, my day job is a professor. You know, I worked in the media full time for a long time until about 2013. Um, and then just realized, you know, this this wasn't fulfilling me entirely. And uh, and I'm just a very intellectually curious person. So I went back to graduate school and found that teaching young students uh, journalism and mass communication and the power and responsibility of uh of the press in a free democracy is vitally important and to me that's it's just such a fulfilling career and, and i love doing that but i also love doing this and i'm so flattered to be a part of uh the locked on network and um yeah and I'm, and I'm always welcome welcome your suggestions your critique your engagement um if you reply to me on twitter i do see it you could direct message me uh my my, my dm folder is open um and i'm even welcome to having people on this show sometimes if you want to come on i'm totally open to that uh, I'm going to bring guests on regularly. This will not always just be me talking. Um, so, so I just, but at this point I just want to get comfortable with this whole format and then I'll start bringing guests on. So I don't waste their time, uh, bungling something, but, um, yeah, so I guess that's it for today. Um, I, thank you so much again for, for, for listening or for watching. Um, thanks for making locked on warriors your first listen every day. Uh, tomorrow, Dieter Kurdenbach will be uh, the host, and he's going to recap uh, the Warriors-Blazers game. The Warriors are favored by 14 points. That's a tough bet to make. 14 is huge. Uh, the Blazers are in some serious trouble. Uh, uh, Damian Litter Lillard remains out. CJ McCollum has a collapsed lung. I wish you the best. Um, so, so that star backcourt is not playing for the Blazers. So the spread is 14, and um, it's dangerous. A game like that, to me, can go one of two ways. If the Warriors can blow them out and cover that spread with ease, Stephen Curry could come close to setting the record, or the Blazers' young players who come in could be hungry, right? I mean, this is a team that has absolutely nothing to lose, and that's dangerous for an NBA game when your opponent is like that, where you, you just have players who are who have are just really trying to make a name for themselves, and they're young, and they're hungry, um, so it could go one of two ways in that regard, but, uh, and, and real, one other thing real quick, I brought up Kaminga going to Santa Cruz along with Moody and, and, and this is a, a small critique of mine about Kerr in terms of personnel decisions. I really think Kaminga and to a lesser extent Moody should have been staying with the team and actually playing serious minutes in a game like this. You're playing a Blazers team that's missing their two biggest stars. Uh, this is a perfect NBA opportunity for these guys to gain experience and play some serious minutes. And I feel like especially Kaminga could, could contribute now. Um, so I do hope he does that sooner than later. But Kaminga and Moody will not be available because they're in Santa Cruz playing there. Um, so uh, Dieter uh, will be recapping that Blazers game tomorrow and teasing what's next. Uh, and then I'll be uh, behind the mic again on Friday. Uh, and I haven't decided yet if I'm going to bring a guest on. So that is the rest of the week for Locked on Warriors. Um, now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insights. 
from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you so much, Dub Nation, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.